LIW American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW American Horror Story Review, episode 46 for 103 Murder House. It's Murder House. You have to say it like that. So, uh, let's just fucking get into it, right? I mean, we're here. You're listening. I'm talking. Let's do this. Let's get let's get into some Murder House episode. Um, I, I just broke my rule. You have to say it like Murder House, and then I just say Murder House. I fuck. I suck. It's 1983. In the introduction, not right now. You didn't time travel right now. Don't worry. Sorry. Sorry to scare, scare you like that. You're, you're still you're still in whatever year you're listening to this, the distant future. So uh, if you're discovering this uh, from in the distant future, uh, how, how does shit work out? Can you send me back something through a time travel device? I, I don't know how this works. How does time... What's going on? What am I doing? Oh, 1983. Uh, young, young Mara uh, is sitting... She's the maid. She's like a younger version. She's Alexander Breckenridge. Yeah. So she's she's there. She's cleaning up. She's making the bed. Constance's uh, Constance's is, 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 is her husband walks into the room and he starts like grabbing her and she's like, "No, stop, stop!" She doesn't want any part of it. And then he's like, "No, you're taking." He basically starts to rape her on the bed. And then Constance walks in and she's like, "I've had enough of this adultery, this sinful adultery." And then they start arguing, and she's like, she pulls a gun out, she shoots Mara right in the fucking eye, which is why older Mara has like one eye fucking weird. Shoots her in the eye, shoots the husband in the chest a bunch of fucking times. It's a bunch. And she sits there, and she's like, "Ah, yeah, I made the right call there. So now we know what happened to them, and how terrible Constance can be to fuck with. Don't fuck with her. Do not fuck with that lady. And That's why I said in the last episode, Constance has caused most of the chaos here. So uh, we cut back to modern time. Uh, ben and Viv, they're arguing. And at first, they're making it sound like she found out about Boston and how he went to talk to Hayden and to get an abortion. But instead, they're talking about finances and how his fina- their finance guy lost him a bunch of money. And now they're broke and all the money they have is in the house. So that's where they decide- they're talking about selling the house as of the last episode. So now they're setting on that course as far as selling the house. And they're like, fuck, we have to deal with this. This is all we can do is sell this house. We don't have anywhere to go. We can't do anything else. Yada, yada, yada. And then Viv's like, you didn't tell me about the mo- losing money. If you lied to me again, we are through. And that's what she tells him. She does not follow through on that promise, though. Trust me. Uh, anyway, um, Viv, because of this, invites Marcy over and doesn't get nice. She's like, Marcy is a terrible, per- terrible person. She's just like a racist and just a bitch and a liar. Uh, she's the realtor that sold in the house. She shows up in another season as well. I forget which one, but she's a uh, she's like you need to sell this house, Marcy. And Marcy's like, I can't. Like, what am I gonna do? It's a murder house. Like, there's a tour going around. I can't sell this house. And then and and Viv just like borderline threatens her. Like, if you don't if you don't do this, we're gonna fucking sue you for criminal negligence or whatever the hell she's because she didn't tell her about all the murders, even though you're only supposed to go so far back. I forget how long. But basically, Viv becomes like fucking, like the fucking claws come out, the fangs come out, everything's coming out. And she's like, Marcy, don't fuck with me. I'll fuck you up, you fucking fuck. And go sell the fucking house. And Marcy's like, okay. They introduced that Marcy has a gun here, I believe. Or is that earlier? I don't remember. But the point is, she has a gun. That'll come into play later. I'm just mentioning it now so it makes sense later. Because you listen to this, you don't watch the actual episode because you're a fucking weirdo. Why would you do such a thing? But I like, I like Marcy as a character. She's an interesting, she's a terrible person. And that's kind of the fun of it. It's where a writer, as a writer, 
when you're writing a character like this, you go, what can I say that's horribly offensive and take none of the credit for because this horrible person saying it. And it's like uh, oh God, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker could say whatever he wanted, and you're supposed to hate him because he's the fool. And that's gone now. That, that, that shit is gone from our society. Now, if a bad person says the word retarded, they're like, he, it's an outrage. I'm like, yeah, but, but he's a dick anyway. That should outweigh the fact that he said the word retarded. He's a total dick. Like, like, we're starting from a, 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 bad, a bad person, and you're getting offended over the word. I, I don't give a shit about the word. If, a, if Mother Teresa said the word retarded, I wouldn't be like, that bitch, stoner. It's, it's completely different. I don't give a shit about words. Fuck you and your fuck your words and your, your sacred words. But when you're a writer, you get to go, Marcy's going to say this terrible thing. And what's the worst thing we can get her to say? Because it's so much fun. Because you have to take zero responsibility for once. Because if Viv came along and said a bunch of horribly racist shit, you'd be like, oh, I don't like Viv. You're losing from your main character. But this is... This character's here just to be terrible. Let's get her to say a bunch of horrible shit. And there's no redeeming quality for Marcy at all. So it's just this fun little play with, like, Play-Doh character. It's like, what can we make out of this? What, what horrible shit can we make out of these different colored Play-Dohs? Let's mash them all up, ironically making a brown, which she hates. Uh, at least as far as skin color goes. Let's make a brown person out of it that she can hate. So, uh, Mara and Constance... Uh, they're walking, they're talking, and uh, as we just saw previously, she killed her in 1983. And Constance is like, why don't you get the fuck out of this house? And she's like, I can't. And she's like, if I would have known, she didn't know that if you died there, you were stuck there. She's like, I, I fucked myself by killing you here. Like, I'm a, we're stuck with you. We're stuck with each other. Great. And it's like, they have a good back and forth friendship that they kind of, the rest of the season kind of drifts away from. And I almost wish it didn't because I like their playthrough. I like the fact that Mara never... And if you haven't seen the rest of the season, shame on you. I'm going to go ahead and assume you have. Mara never really gets vindictive. She she genuinely seems like a nice person who slipped up, had an affair with, with a guy that's married, realized it was a mistake, said flat out, no, 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 was getting raped... And then got killed for it and called a whore for the next 30 years by the, ex, the wife of the husband. And that's what I like, is that she never... Because you'd think she would go, you shot me in the fucking eye, fuck you. And she'd try to, you know, you know kill her or something to her. Scare her out, break a... You can break a person's leg and they could crawl out of there. And every time they come back in the house, break their leg again. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not going in the house again. It's not worth a broken leg. It's, it's every time I go in there, she breaks my fucking leg in the exact same spot. It's getting very annoying. Uh, but, you know, she could do something to keep her out of the house. But instead, she just kind of deals with it and just deals with it. Because, and then she keeps being a maid to these people who move into the house and just deals with it. It doesn't ever seem to get sick of it. She wants to leave. Oh, trust me, she wants to leave. She really wants... In season eight, they deal with that, when her leaving. That's a great little... Uh, I've already talked about it on the show, so I can talk about it. They finally, she finally gets to leave the house. They take her bones out of the yard. And speak, we'll come into her bones here in a moment. We'll come into her bones? How do you say that? We'll talk about her bones here in a moment. But um, let's, let's cut back to a different scene where I, I fucking forgot Adina Porter is in season one. She's in, she's in uh, later seasons uh, quite a bit. She's in quite a few seasons, I believe. Like, I think six, seven, eight. But I've completely forgot she's in season one. She's, she's straight OG AHS. 
She's OG. Like, episode three, OG, okay? Do you understand? That shit rhymes for a reason. Adina Porter is sitting there. He, she's Ben's new uh, patient. And she's just like, I want to come talk to you because my husband says I'm super boring. And he wanted me to learn some things. So I'm trying to get you, trying to learn the things he likes. So I learned all about baseball. I learned about the New York Yankees and the Giants. They're from San Francisco. And I also learned about the, uh, the Oakland A's. They're, they're, they're nearby. Like, she's just going on, like, droll and boring. And, like, even when she's trying to relate to him, she's just like, she goes a little, like, like I said, every one of his, his patients is, is max level 10 of whatever they're supposed to be feeling. Like, Tate is f- screaming and crying all the time. And Adina Porter is like, she's almost doing a Ray Romano boring uh, from the show. Ray Romano's not really that boring in real life. But she, uh, she's doing that, and Ben's just like, Oh, what do you think this? And then blah, blah, blah. he's trying to, and he's starting to fade out, and you see him just kind of drifting away. And all of a sudden, he's like outside in the yard with blood in his hands. He's got a shovel. He's like laying on the. He's got a shovel, and he goes inside. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" And and Mora's cleaning up blood. And she's, he's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Cleaning up after your mess." He's like, "What's what's going on? I don't know what's going on." And then she's like bending over and like showing her vagina, she's presenting to him. And then Ben snaps, and he's like, get the fuck out of your fucking fire. Get out of the house. He doesn't swear like this. This is just me, my interpretation of the scene. He's like, get out of the house. You're fired. I'm so sick of this shit. I don't care. Sue me all you want. Have fun with it. I don't care. Get out. And then um, maybe he doesn't do this lawsuit thing yet. That's probably after this scene. And then uh, Viv comes in. She's like, what's going on here? And he's like, she's coming on to me. I don't want to deal with this. I do not want this. And uh, this is when, uh, this is when she threatens, Mora threatens the lawsuit here. He tells her to threat- do the lawsuit later on. I'm out of order. I'm sorry. The whole whole damn system's out of order, okay? My whole damn note system. But uh she's she freaks out. She's like, I will I will take you to court if you if you fire me unjustly. I will continue working here and I will do this and not a big deal. And and I'll, I'm willing to forget this, but I'm not gonna deal with this sort of shit. Like I have not done anything. And all Viv sees as an elderly lady and her sex addict husband, who I'm realizing this watch through, I'm thinking he's not so much a sex addict. He just f- fucked a girl a couple times in, in Boston. It doesn't. I, I kept thinking he's like a severe sex addict whenever I watched this show. Now I'm just like, no, it's just a girl in Boston, really, because that's all we ever hear about. And he never touches Mara. Like, I had it in my mind that he was like, yes, he's going to do it. They, she even throws down a three-way with Black Dahlia later, and he's like, no. But... Uh, Viv's like, she's got to be like, my husband thinks this elderly lady wants to fuck him. Like, what is, what is this dick that blind? Like, what is he? Because really, his reality that she he's explaining to her is this elderly lady keeps push like th- showing her vagina at me and wearing low cut skimpy outfits. And Viv sees like an elderly lady uh, dressed down to her knees and like all buttoned up to her to her neck like a fucking Amish lady. And she's like, oh, okay. And my husband is okay. I'm gonna ignore this for now because I'm I'm preggers. Um, Viv goes outside. She sees a tour bus go by, and it's like, and the next stop on our house is Murder House, the infamous, the most infamous house in in Los Angeles, the City of Angels, Murder House. Yes. And then that's all we see of that. And I'm like, oh, this is where we first get Murder House. Dun, dun, dun. Title of the episode, title of the season. Interesting. Let's get into this a little later here, shall we? Why am I whispering? Moira, uh, apparently she took the tape recorder from when Ben was interviewing uh, Dina Porter's character. 
He wants it back. He starts like, give me the fucking thing. Because he just had the argument. And he's like, give me my goddamn tape recorder back. I know you took it. I'm looking all over for it. Where is it? Where is it? And she's like, I'll never tell. She doesn't say that, but that's she might as well have. She's like, besides, your new patient's here. And this is young Mora. And it's Hayden. And Hayden is there in his office. Apparently, she did not go anti-preggers. She did not go through with it. And she's like, you know what? I, I changed my mind. I want to move here, raise our baby. And it's all going to be on your dime. You're going to pay for it. And he's like, you cannot be here, my wife. And she's like, eh, we'll deal with that. And I'm trying to figure out what Hayden's plan really is. She's going to be like, live in a closet and, and hope Viv never finds out. I don't know what her plan is. Or overthrow Viv as the, the supreme of the family, to quote season three. Um, I don't know, but the cops show up. And then Hayden walks out past them. And then the cops show up and they're like, you know, one of your patients is, is missing. The husband hasn't seen her in two days. Where the fuck is she? When's the last time you saw her? What was she talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, Viv goes on the bus, on the tour bus for the murder tour. And then they stop at the house. And they're like, next up is it the most infamous house in the city of angels. Murder house. I'm going to do the voice different every single time. And then uh, it tells the backstory a little bit. We start to hear about the backstory, which builds upon in future episodes. But the beginning is, it was built in 1922 by Charles and Nora Montgomery. Uh, Charles Montgomery is like a, he said he's a Frankenstein complex. And every time they show his, show his characters in, in the basement, they're playing the Saw theme, the music from the movie Saw. I can't do it because I'm tone deaf. I can't uh, interpret it. I can't do an impression of it for you. Sorry, not going to work. You know the music from the movie Saw. It plays throughout every fucking movie. Whenever, whenever the reveal happens at the end, that's the same song. But he's he's a uh, he's got like a weird Frankenstein thing in the basement. He's got a weird lab going on down there. Uh, he goes upstairs and has dinner with Nora, and then they have a awkward as fuck dinner where she starts screaming at him, and then he's just like, "I'm an artist," and he's he's clearly like an ether addiction. And she's like, "We're we're losing money. We have no money because you're not leaving the house and getting work." So what they're doing is they're going to run an abortion clinic out of the basement. And she starts bringing in girls. And I think it was like, we're going to run it. We're going to take away these runaway girls with $40 to spend. And I was like, or something like something close to 40. I'm like, that's it. I mean, I know it's 1922 or 23, 24, 25 by then, but 40. Is that, is that a lot? Uh, maybe that's a lot for them. I don't know. Uh, but the tour guide also says that they both died in 1926 and we don't get to see that yet. So uh, Viv is on the bus uh, listening to all this, and all of a sudden she looks down. She's got blood on her pants, and then she thinks she's having a, another uh, miscarriage. Freaks out, runs inside, starts to run away from the bus, and the guy's like, you can't go in the house. She's like, it's okay. I'm the owner. <laughs> like panicking, running in the house. And then uh, we then see the doctor, and the doctor, all the doctor does is tell her not to do things that the show wants her to do. She's like, do not sell the house while you're pregnant. I can't advise I can't advise that you do that. It is so stressful. You need to remain stress-free. So go back to your haunted house with your uh, cheating husband and your your suicidal daughter and your crazy neighbor and your crazy neighbor's daughter who keeps sneaking in and scaring the shit out of you guys. So go back to that and just deal with it and have some fucking babies. What's the big deal? Come on. Oh, I'm a terrible doctor. I really am. Ben passes out at the at the clinic when they're getting tested. Uh, or when they get in this news, rather. Um, Constance, um, he, he, they show him later. He, keep, he keeps passing out like a little bitch. But they show him later. He's outside digging, and he doesn't know why. And uh, Constance convinces him not to dig. And I was like, why? And I was like, oh, yeah, because she buried 
uh, Mora and the husband in the, in the yard. She buried him separately, obviously, but she, he was digging where Mora's body is. And the, that all Constance is trying to do is hide that fact. <laughs> so that's why she tells him to stop digging. She doesn't give a shit about uh, Ben at all. Uh, everything, everything Constance does is self-preservation at this point. So uh, we, the open house is happening. Or no, they're scheduling. This isn't the open house yet. This is another episode. They're scheduling like uh, tours of the house. Uh, Nora shows up at the door, the, the wife from 1926 that, or 22 that built the house. Nora's there, and then she's looking around, and she's kind of like, Hey, I want to tour the house. And she's like, Can you, you need to call the realtor. And she's like, oh, I, I can't wait. And she's like, okay. Takes her on a little tour of the house. And she's looking at all the walls. And it looks like she's just got it let outside for the first time in, uh, you know, 100 years, which is kind of what happens. Because Nora's a confusing little ghost here. Because she acts differently than all the rest of the ghosts. In two ways. Her character is inconsistent. It is very inconsistent. The only, only ghost I really have an issue with. Uh... And some of it comes up later, but I'm just going to go ahead and say she kills herself. That could be part of why she's she's the only ghost that seems like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm dead. She doesn't know she's dead. She doesn't know. It's like she hasn't seen the house in 100 years, but she lives with it. She's been there this entire time, obviously. So she's like, the kitchen's different. What's that thing? And she's like, it's a noodle sorter or whatever the fuck that is. And she's like, what is that contraption? What is this? Oh, you painted. Oh, what is what is? Oh, my God. What is it? And it's like she's never seen the house. And I was like, so is it because she's committed suicide that she's like internally like that sort of thing where they can never accept the fact that they're dead, that they kill themselves. They can never accept it. That's like a punishment for killing yourself. Is it that? Because later on, she's also kind of aware she's dead in the flashbacks from before when she gets told she's dead by someone else that I'll get into later. But, inconsistencies with Nora's character. I didn't quite get a... I don't, and you never quite get a grasp with her. She, Lily Rabe is awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's just inconsistencies with the character itself that it just kind of like makes you go, wait, did she... Huh? Who? What? You never quite get a good handle on it. Anyway, point is, uh, she's touring the house. Uh, they, the camera goes around behind her. We see a wound in the back of her head. So you know, she, you know someone shot her at some point. Ends up being her. I don't care if I spoil that for you. It doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Uh, but she vanishes while she's doing the tour and just goes away. And then um, the cops come by after this and they drop off Ben's tape that was missing uh, with his interview with Adina Porter's character. And they plays it and it's like, like and she's going, baseball teams? And why, aren't you, why aren't you answering? You're just like my husband. You're not even listening. And then she gets angry and storms off. And that's the end of the tape. It's not like he kills her on the tape, which is what kind of what you're expecting. But he's like, See, it's not illegal what I did. And he's like, the cop's like, it's not, you're right. It's not illegal to be an asshole. And walks away. I was like, ooh, burned by the cops. You got burned by a popo, mofo. It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt, man. Cops dying out fire. Yeah, he didn't kill her, apparently. She killed herself. That, that's the consensus of the police, that she killed herself. After she, she left that, you know, her, her uh, therapist not giving a shit, she walked away and killed herself. And that's, that's why he calls him an asshole. Everything that happens doesn't matter. What, who was, what, what blood was she cleaning up? Was that just to fuck with him? Where I was like, I'm cleaning up your mess. And she's cleaning up blood. Who, was she just fucking with him at that point? Did he, did he kill a stray cat or a stray homeless man? Because we never see the homeless man again. Or a cat. Did he just bring in a gallon of blood and, and dropped it on the ground and went out back in the yard and then Morris started cleaning it up? I, I, don't, I don't know what blood... She's just got to be fucking with him at this point, right? So, uh, 
Vi uh, Violet and Viv are touring an apartment. Uh, Violet tells Viv that she, uh, if they get that apartment, uh, she will run away. End of scene. That's it. That's all they do. They're setting up the fact that Violet is becoming, like I said, I touched on it in the end of last episode, just kind of touching that Violet is drifting away from everything. That's all they're doing. Uh, Hayden shows up at the house and freaks the fuck out on Ben. Like, you don't love me? He basically tells her a bunch of crazy shit, like, or, or, or the truth. Like, you're, I cannot do that with you. We cannot do that. You have to get the fuck out of here. You're such a drag her out the door. Out of nowhere, uh, Larry hits her in the face with a shovel and then receives a beater to death with a shovel. And Ben's is like, what the fuck? Like, understandably. And Larry's like, your, your problem's over. And then he's like, oh, God, what the fuck? You killed her. He's like, yeah, that's kind of the goal of hitting someone in the face several times with a shovel. You, you dumb dildo. What the... Oh, you... You're upset in general that I killed her. Not so much you're not bewildered as to why the shovel killed her. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, I murdered the lady. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have. You're right. I did. Was that not cool? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I always forget to ask first or look for some sort of signal. I just go straight to killing. I'm so sorry, sir. Let's go ahead and bury the bitch. And they buried her on top of Mora's body. And then um, on top of that, after they bury her, Ben lays down the cement and then builds a gazebo, and it's beautiful. He, apparently, he is a master craftsman and er, a carpenter, and he builds it, and then they all come out, and they're like, oh, this is nice. This is a great gazebo. I don't get the point of gazebos myself. I don't at all. It's like a little fucking shed that you can't store anything in, and you, you sit there on it. That, isn't that what a porch is for? I don't. I'm not anti-gazebo. I just, I just don't see the point of it. It just seems like a little weird hut for me. I don't know. I think you do something really a lot cooler than a gazebo. I don't know. It's got a stupid fucking name too. Gazebo. It sounds like a, a character off Sesame Street. I don't. It's a terrible word. Terrible thing. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Never will. Doesn't matter. End, end of the episode is the point. So Hayden get, got killed. Dunn got killed. Hayden's dead. Uh, so we, you're pretty sure she's going to come back up because she was a little angry when she died, a little angry at Ben. And then she's going to be a little angry that she got murdered and all with a shovel by a half burned man. I don't know how he got such a good swing with that shovel when he, he has one gimp hand from being burned. Must have like burned his tendons and, and stapled it to his chest essentially. So I don't know how he got such a good swing as to crush her skull or do whatever damage he did on like three little hits with a, with a shovel. Was was he a fucking like triple A baseball player when he was younger? I don't know how the hell he got that great of a swing. Like swing, that's it, and she's dead. It, I don't know. It, he doesn't have that much upper body strength. He has half a. He has one arm. Uh, whatever doesn't matter. Who fucking cares? So she's dead, and uh, we'll pick up from there for the next episode, Halloween Part One, which is when it gets a little interesting and starts to go into tape more and more. So, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizen.